Welcome to the Business of Being a Goddess. This sub-series of Goddess Fix Your Crown is designed for the goddess who is called to be the CEO of her life. Join me, Espi Munoz Quintero, a spiritual life coach, and my co-host, CEO Fatima Jalmain Rodriguez, as we discuss effective business strategies that can be applied to our everyday life. Goddess, aren't you tired of big organizations having all the success? It's time for us to join the League of Women who are taking responsibility for their own happiness by directing, delegating, driving, managing, and clearly communicating to the world exactly what it is they want and deserve. Hello, goddesses, and welcome back to the business of being a goddess. Today, it's just going to be me, Espy, because Fatima gave herself the gift for her birthday of going to Mexico City to replenish and enjoy a beautiful vacation. She deserves it. So guess what, goddesses? I didn't even invite her to come to do this podcast episode because I want to support her work-life balance and I didn't want to put something else on her plate. So happy birthday, Fatima. My gift to you is a gift of time. <laughs> like it's mine to give. But, you know, I'm excited because she'll be back in a few episodes and you'll get to hear her wisdom and her light, beautiful spirit that really inspires all of us. So I can't wait. But, you know, I'm so grateful because I did get inspired to talk about a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. And the topic is that of vocation. The word vocation comes from the Latin word vocatio, which means to call. So you see, I don't look at the things we do as far as career as a job, but really a calling, something that we can't not do. Here's the thing, goddesses. I know that not all of us know what we're passionate about or where we're heading or what we want to make a career about. That's okay. And we're going to get into that a little bit more. But first, I want to start with how I came up with this idea or why I, I even got inspired to come on the mic by myself because this is not something that I do. I'm just kind of freestyling it today, okay? But I'm going to trust myself. So, Last week, I went on a run with one of my favorite goddesses, Goddess Stephanie. She and I go running together. And after our long run, we sat on my porch having a coffee. And I said to her, you know, I just want to share with you some of the affirmations I feel that I recently received from the universe. And she was so gracious to say, yes, please share. And I said, you know, really, there's no point in a sense, but I feel like I need to share them out loud with somebody. So I told her about how First of all, I had a doctor's appointment. I had a physical. And when I went into my physical, my doctor, she proceeded to tell me that there was going to be a student doctor who's working on her hours, who's working towards becoming a doctor herself. She was going to be observing the appointment and also even administering some of the tests and examinations that I was going to need. And my doctor assured me, and to be honest, I felt comfortable right away with this beautiful woman. And she asked me such great questions. But, you know, as we started, my main doctor said to me, so what is it you do? And I said, oh, I'm a life coach. And she looked at me a little bit like unclear. She was like, hmm, what exactly does a life coach do? And I said to her, well, I help people win at life. I said, joking around. But I said, no, really, if you think about it, when athletes want to excel at winning, or doing better in a sport, well, they have their coach. 
And a coach is able to see different athletes' abilities, capabilities, but also the areas that they need to strengthen in. And the coach of a team is able to see the entire team kind of from a bird's eye view, which is a gift that I have. And so I told her, when people come to me, I help them get to where they want to be. I help them get to a place where they feel like they're winning at life. I said, but sometimes I have people come to me who aren't even sure where they want to go, but they know that it's not where they are at that moment. So sometimes I even help them get clear on their goal. So I went on to explain this to her. I said, but therapy, on the other hand, I said, that is more about healing and addressing traumatic events in your life. That is not what I do. My ideal client is somebody who comes to me after they've done a lot of therapy and is ready to move forward towards what is next. They feel ready to strengthen themselves and move towards a new vision now that they've done that work. And, you know, the doctor was like, wow, that sounds amazing. You should leave me some cards so that I could refer you to my patients. I told her, I would love that. And so then the next question my doctor asked me was this, you know, do you have any discomforts or any problems that you want to talk to us about? And I said to her, well, really, the only thing is that I struggle sleeping sometimes. I go, actually, this is something that I've been struggling with for quite some time. She asked me to describe my symptoms and I told her, I tend to fall asleep with a sleep aid. I take melatonin, but then I'll wake up two hours later and the rest of my night tends to be restless. So she asked me, well, what do you think it is? Do you think that you're stressed out? And I told her, well, that's like asking a fish how the water is. I said, I don't consciously think that I'm stressed out, but I think that our society is living on such high function stress that we don't even realize that we're stressed. So I go, so I probably am, but I just don't know it consciously. And I observed that the student doctor was smiling to herself, even under her mask, and really just taking in the things that I was saying, right? And then they asked me, you know, when was your last period? And I said, my last period was, hmm, oh, on the full moon. I said, when was the last full moon? And we looked it up on the calendar. I go, that's my period. I go, my period has aligned to the moon. And they said, really? And I was like, yes. I go, especially since I've started earthing. So I told them a little bit about that. And I said, you know, that's why they called it your moon cycle, because you can actually track it by the moon cycle. Again, I could tell my doctor was a little amused by the answers that I was giving her, but I couldn't not answer in my most authentic way. I mean, that's just who I am. And again, I could see that the student was taking it all in. And she was taking it all in in wonder. So the doctor said to me, this next part of your appointment, the student nurse is going to administer it and I'm going to step out for a moment. Is that okay with you? And I said, sure. And with great care, the student doctor, she began to examine my head and my eyes and just from head to toe with so much care. And what I loved about it is that she was describing everything that she was doing to me and make me feel comfortable. I even asked her, where is my spleen? Because I don't even really know where it is. And she worked her hands through my body and she pointed out exactly where it was. And I don't know, I just felt really safe. But in this time, we were also having dialogue. And she asked me if I had any discomforts when it came to pap smears, because that's what was going to happen next. She asked me if I had experienced any pregnancies. And I said, well, I said, I've had a few miscarriages. And with great empathy... She said, you know, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I said, it's okay. 
you know, my husband and I have made peace with it and have come to accept that we get to practice our fertility, express our fertility in a different way. And goddesses, if you listen to a couple of episodes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you don't, I highly recommend you listen to that episode. And she said, I like that. I never thought about that. And I said, yeah. I said, I think one of the disservices that we do to our youth is not asking them, you know, how they're going to express their fertility. Or if we do, we just do it in terms of children. So I had that little conversation with her. And she was like, wow, I really like that. And I could tell she was just really engaged in the things that I had to say. Hey, it's the projector in me. You just have to ask me questions and I'm just off to the races. I was having a ball. After the examination, I said, oh, let me be sure to give you some cards so that you give it to the doctor. And then I asked the student nurse, how young are you? And she said, 26. And my heart just swelled up because honestly, mid-20s goddesses, that's my favorite age to work with. It's just such a pivotal and important time. It's like you're coming to the end of your second adolescence. So when she told me she was 26, I just, my heart expanded and I said, oh, I love working with that age. I said, look, if ever you want to reach out or follow me, please do. And she said to me, oh, I was going to ask you if that was okay, but I wasn't sure. And I said, I would love it. So yes, goddesses, the student doctor who helped administer my pap smear is now one of my followers and I freaking love it. But the point of this is that I walked out of that doctor's office feeling affirmed about the work that I'm doing. I can tell that the conversation that I was having with these two women and my primary doctor, she's a woman who I think she's about in her 60s, right? And then I have this other goddess who's 26 and I'm 44 and we're all relating on these topics that run as a common thread through all our lives. And even though it's like, that wasn't necessarily a direct support of my business, I just felt like it was an affirmation from the universe. Like, SB, what you're doing, it's on point. These are conversations that women need to have. And I felt empowered. I felt excited, joyful, and a little bit more motivated. Cut to Friday morning. I had been approached through an email about a career day that was happening at Roosevelt in Boyle Heights here in Los Angeles. Now, I get to tell you goddesses that teenagers kind of make me nervous. Sometimes I don't have the patience to deal with the attitude that they express. But when I received the email, something pulled my heart. I just felt like, you know, I think I want to attend this career day because I wish I would have known that life coaching was a career path when I was in high school. And so I said, yes, I arrived Friday morning and I remember feeling nervous. I even tried to dress a little cooler. Like, do I think teenagers would think that I was a cool woman? And I'm sure the answer is no, but this is me still feeling intimidated by teenagers as I did when I myself was a teenager, right? So when I arrived, I ran into two separate colleagues, both of which told me, oh, I forgot how difficult it is speaking to teenagers. They were very distracted, and you can tell they really didn't want to be here. Right away, I started feeling nervous. I was like, oh, no, what did I say yes to? But I told myself, no, Espy, don't have a preconceived notion. This isn't fair to these teenagers. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to hope for the best. So 
pretty soon a student came to walk me to the classroom where I'd be presenting this young girl. And she asked me, so what is it you do? I told her I'm a life coach. She said, what is that? And I said, well, you know how you have a coach for sports? And she was like, yeah. I said, well, I'm a coach for people in life. And I gave her my little spiel and we talked about it. And she was like, wow, I didn't even know that was a thing. I go, that's exactly why I'm doing this here today. Because I wish I would have known this career path existed when I was a teenager. So I was led into a classroom where I sat down and I observed the students. And they were finishing up a presentation on college entrance applications. And hey, it's Friday. I could tell they were like, we don't want to be here. They were kind of slumped at their tables, their head in their hands. And then finally the teacher was like, well, we have a presenter today to talk to you about career day. And I was just like, oh, here we go. And I decided to be the stronger pendulum in that situation. And that is a topic that we can address on another day. But basically, I decided at that moment that I was going to be the energy that was going to influence the room. So instead of standing in front of the class, I decided to sit on a table with my feet on the chairs. And I asked them, do you mind gathering forward and just kind of sitting closer to me? And they all reluctantly stood up and Yes, gathered closer. And I said, great, thank you. And they sat down and I said to them, how many of you have given a presentation before? And they all raised their hand. I said, great. They put their arms down. I said, how many of you have felt nervous while you were presenting? Hey, they all raised their hand. And then they put their arms down. And then I said, and when you were presenting, if somebody wasn't paying attention to you, did you start to feel discouraged? Did you think that maybe you were being boring or not doing a good job? And they all nodded yes. And I said to them, I could see in your faces that you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I said to them, you've just accessed empathy. Empathy for what I'm about to experience, you know, giving a presentation. And actually empathy is very important in the work that I do. And then so I move forward telling them about what exactly it is that I do as a life coach. And one of the things that I touched upon was the importance of knowing that each one of us has special gifts that have been designated specifically to us. And I told them, the tricky thing about gifts is that we don't realize we have them because usually the gift that we have is something that comes very easy to us and therefore we think it comes easy to everybody, but that's not the truth. So it's very important for us to pay attention to the things that our friends, colleagues, family, they tell us, wow, you're so good at that. Sometimes we think they're blowing smoke in our direction, but it's not necessarily true. I asked the students, what is something your friends tell you you're really good at? This young man raised his hand and he said to me, my friends say I'm brutally honest. And I said to him, that is a gift. Being very honest and direct has its place in the world. I said, but like any gift, we have to learn to manage them. I said, think about superheroes. When superheroes first discover their superpowers, it's usually when they're young, they're teenagers, or maybe a little younger. But when it first happens, they accidentally blow up buildings because they don't know how to manage their gifts. But soon somebody comes into their lives, like a mentor, who helps them learn how to control and manage their gift and use it for the good. I said, that's how it is with our gifts. Our gifts are usually an extreme nature or characteristic quality in us that comes so secondhand that we don't realize we have it. But if we don't manage it well, we could blow things up. And I turned to the young man and I said, 
I'm sure that if you don't use your direct honesty in a healthy and loving way, you could even blow up friendships. And he looked at me wide-eyed saying, yeah, he knew exactly what I was talking about. But I said, but I promise you, if you learn to manage your gift of being direct and honest, it has its place. It has its value. I proceeded to tell the teenagers or share with them how it really bothers me that adults will ask children, what do you want to be when you grow up? I feel like that's a very loaded question. I'm 44 and I still don't really know exactly what I want to be when I grow up. But I said to them, I'd rather ask the question, what are you curious about lately? They said, because usually what you're curious about is something that wants you. What you want, wants you too. I said, so don't get wrapped up in thoughts of like, well, what am I going to do with that? You know, I said, what if maybe you're interested in just making collages or you're interested in making playlists? Who knows? But if you're really interested in something, just follow that curiosity. And I said to them, I promise you the universe is giving you cues. The universe is giving you cues of what direction to go in. The classes that you easily excel in or just totally enjoy, there's something to be said there. Pay attention. And the classes that you have a really hard time with and would rather not take, that's also telling you something. Pay attention. I said, sure, you need to move through it and get your grades, but that information is something that you should pay attention to. I also proceeded to speak to them about how our brain is wired to keep us safe from risk and from using energy. I said, all of us have negative thoughts. That's okay. That's our brain trying to keep us safe. But you are smarter than your brain, I told them. You can tell your brain, thank you for keeping me safe, but I'm going to try it anyway. As I proceeded to talk to these teenagers for 30 minutes, by the end of my session, I was so grateful because they gave me their undivided attention the whole time. And one young girl raised her hand and she said, do you have a podcast? And I was like, why? Yes. Yes, I do. And it just brought me so much joy that she even considered wanting to hear more of what I had to say. And I had business cards because I said, hey, I have business cards for whoever is interested in following me on Instagram, wants to listen to my podcast, or just wants to have a conversation. And they all raised their hands, including the teacher, which really filled my heart. And as I walked out of that session again, I felt affirmed. I felt the universe saying to me, you're headed in the right direction, Espy. Later that evening, I had an opportunity to go to a dance night in downtown LA. I had such a good time. I just went for an hour, even though, because I was very tired from the day. So I went for an hour and I was going because there are some specific goddesses who were going to show up that I wanted to hang out with and dance with. One of the goddesses who was there introduced me to a new friend, this beautiful young goddess. And I asked her, hey, how are you? How do you know so-and-so? And then I asked her, so what are you curious about lately? And she said to me, energy. And I said, energy. And I was like, whoa. And inside my head, I was like, you have come to the right place. Like, I am the goddess you want to speak to because I love speaking about energy. But I tried to, you know, maintain my excitement. And I said, oh, tell me more. She said, well, I've just met a spiritual advisor and I'm starting to understand how big my energy is and how sometimes other people's energy can, you know, influence mine and how I get to become aware of creating boundaries. And I was just listening to her in so much awe because I could see exactly where she is right now in her life. She is 
piercing the veil. She is about to step out of the matrix and realize that the universe is all energy. And as a goddess, she can use that energy and learn how to play with it and realize that she's so much bigger than she thinks she is and that there's a divine orchestration. Mind you, there was loud music, but we still managed to talk about these profound concepts. I talked to her about how money is energy and how money has traumatized energy and that we have an opportunity to heal with it and make money our friend. And I told her, goddess, and your energy is precious. Be aware of who you're handing your energy to, who you're allowing to touch it. I said, it kind of reminds me of that scripture in the Bible that says, do not feed pearls to the swine. Your energy is very valuable, goddess. Be selective of who you're handing it over to. I left that club maybe at one in the morning, feeling satisfied, happy and fulfilled, feeling, wow, even in a loud club, I'm able to connect to a goddess, a new goddess, about these topics that I'm so passionate about. Again, the universe affirming me. And these were the stories that I was sharing with my friend Stephanie on my porch after our long run. And I said, I feel like the universe is just giving me signs. And she said, Espy, do you look for the signs? And I said, hmm, I think I'm just very aware. I really want to pay attention to the cues to see where the universe is leading me. And Stephanie asked me, but what sign are you looking for? What are you trying to get to? Again, a great, powerful question. And I reflected and I thought about it and I said, you know, I know a lot of goddesses right now who are dating, exploring different avenues to date because they're trying to find a big love, a companion, somebody they want to settle down with in the most beautiful way so that they could share their life and find that partner to sign up for the business of life with. And I told her, I feel myself being called to live out a vocation, right? I'm being called to work this career where I support women and I help empower them. But I'm not exactly sure the direct avenue, the direct arena space through which the universe wants me to do it. And so I feel all these little things that I try, like workshops, podcasts, e-blasts, posts, one-on-one -on -one coaching, human design readings, they're all different ways of me courting my vocation. And I feel that with every experience that I have, it's a stepping stone towards that big love vocation. And I said, you know, finding that one thing, that one avenue that I get to settle into to become a partnership with that vocation and really move forward and go to the business of life with. And so goddesses, that's how I feel about our vocation as well. The vocation that we have in our life is something that calls us. And it's okay if you're not clear on it right now. Look, I know what I want to do with my life, but I just don't know exactly the means through which the universe wants me to do it. And that's what I get to keep on trying. I'm in this you know, trial and error, dating, courting, different avenues through which I get to live out my vocation. But I don't know exactly what that is yet, but I'm going to keep on trying and I'm going to keep on following my curiosity. Now, think about this. Imagine if somebody had asked you in high school, who do you want to marry when you grow up? Right? Some of us, you know, if you're my age, would have said maybe like Luke Perry or 
I don't know, mine was Ewan McGregor, my senior year of high school, but realistically, we wouldn't have known back then. And some of us have still gone on through life not being sure who we want to sign up to life with, right? So why would we ask a teenager what they want to do with the rest of their life as far as a career? I think I would tell a teenager, date as many career possibilities as you can. Follow your curiosity. You have the rest of your life to commit to one. But trust that the universe is supporting your vision. And know that every step that you're taking is a step towards that vision. It's helping you. And I would also say this to myself and remind myself that SB, the gift isn't what you do. The gift is you. And that's what I'm going to tell you, goddesses. The gift is not what you do. The gift is you. What you do is a conduit through which you get to express that gift. And that's what I'm doing right now. I guess I'm just trying to find the most effective way to express that gift. Hey, look at that. I just figured that out right now. It's talking to you goddesses. So thanks for listening. <laughs> but that's what I ended up expressing to Stephanie that day on the porch, realizing that right now I feel like I'm courting different possibilities through which I get to express my gifts, live out my vocation. And yes, some of you know those experiences are more short-term. Sometimes it's discouraging. There's days that I feel like, Am I ever going to figure this out? But really, the universe keeps on affirming that I'm on the right path. So I want to tell you, goddesses, right now, if you're moving towards, you know, trying to find your vocation, trying to find your big love, just trying to find where you're going to live, or just trying to find yourself, just know that it's a process. But it's a process worth exploring because you are worthy of time and energy, goddess. Don't be discouraged. Pay attention. Pay attention to the cues of the universe. And just trust your intuition. Get out of your brain, get into your intuition. And be bold enough to dream and brave enough to try. Hey, Goddess. Thanks for listening and being part of the Goddess Fix Your Crown community. Did you love this episode? Then head over to Spotify or iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Help us grow this empowering community by sharing this podcast with your fellow goddesses and posting it on your social media.